Hi, everyone. It's West Virginia Talk with James and Jerry. I am James. And I'm Jerry. And today we're going to be talking about a... Uh, actually, it's a national treasure. I was going to say it's a Mountain State treasure, but it's a national treasure. I think it's more of a... I mean, we treasure it more than anybody else. That's for sure. So the statewide, it, there's a lot of pride in this location. Sure. But, I mean, what we're talking about today, whenever you hear things like almost heaven or wild and wonderful this place comes to mind it's the new river gorge now people it's not just a bridge okay (laughs) it is not just a bridge it is a seventy-three thousand acre national park and preserve now what is a national park and preserve what is that be honest with you i don't know okay national park and preserve means the preserve part is you are allowed to hunt on it okay now, there's only one place in the lower 48 that's a national park and preserve, and that is New River Gorge. Really? Yeah, there's four others in the country, and they're all in Alaska, notably Denali. Okay. You know, back when we were kids, it was Mount McKinley. But, uh, yeah, there's five in the country, only one in the lower eight. The other four are in Alaska. So this place is, is, is huge. Um, uh, it's the newest national park in America it was named a national park December 2020. Stretches from the, the the town of Hinton in Summers County all the way to Hawks Nest State Park in Fayette County. It covers 53 miles of the New River. Uh, it's important you have a map. Yes, this is a place you do not want to try to explore this entire park without having a map because yeah. you will get lost. Yeah, 73,000 acres for for those who you look, who live in a city and don't know. If you have no idea how big an acre is, how about this? Uh, it's 115 square miles. It's the size of Brooklyn and the Bronx combined. <laughs> and five times bigger than Manhattan. How's yeah, that? This is a place that if you go to check it out and you start at one end and you go to the other, you're not doing it in a day. Right, right. Uh, parks open 24 hours a day all year long. I mean, the actual address is Glen Jean, but everyone says Fayetteville. Right. Uh, there's no fees to get into this thing. So, uh, what do you do at the New River Gorge besides the bridge? We'll talk about the bridge later. Yeah. Uh, how about the uh, guided New and Gully River tours? Real quick, to mention this, the New River uh-huh. is at the bottom of this gorge, right? Right. And the New River is kind of an oxymoron because it is the second oldest river in the world. Yes. It's, no been, one, a, it's been, around, been around forever. No one really knows where that name came from, the New River, but... Uh, uh, trivia, what's the oldest river in the world? Um, Come on. Euphrates? Uh, no. No? It is the Fink River in Australia. Oh. The Euphrates is up there, though. I'm sure it is. It's probably top 10. So the Fink's like Finks, four, huh? 430 million years old, and wow. the new river's 300 to whatever, 350, that, yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. That's some incredible. Of the, some of the rock faces you see along the new river... It's exposed in 300 million year old rock. Um, so the river tours, they last from a couple hours to several days. Tours range from a float trip, a fishing trip for the mild hearted. That's me. Or white water rafting. And they have class four and five rapids. They do on the, on the, uh, I guess, technically, I guess that's the lower upper end. Is that the upper end or? Well, they have what 50. would that be considered? Because the the lower, I think it's the upper end. Well, there's a couple. It, it would be the southern part. See, here's the thing. The upper end, a lot of people are thinking north, yeah. but it's not. Okay. The New River flows north. Right. 
So it's so that's technically the, the lower part. end. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, because the New River is the calm, and then the goalie is where the four and fives are at. It gets a little crazy, a yeah. little hectic. I might be able to do the class one, two, and threes. Four and five, you're probably not going to catch me anywhere close to Come on to those. now. These guys that, that you know outfit the rafting trips, they are, they've been doing it forever, and they're going to make sure you're safe. Oh, absolutely. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Uh, the New River has a more calmer river tour, and the gully is pretty much what Jerry said. It's for whitewater rafting. Uh, you can also set off your own boat, but we recommend getting a guide when going on the river. Yeah, you can find yourself in a bad way really quick if you don't know what you're doing or you haven't been on this river before. Right, right. So some of the places to look for to help you get out on the river, Ace Adventure, Alpine Ministries, Contrell Ultimate uh, Adventure on the Gorge, and New Ngali River Adventures. Yeah. So... And the, the Ace Adventures, I know for a fact, Ace Adventures, they They're have... probably the well, the most well-known. Right, because they have a, like a wealth of things to do. You can stay at the their, yes. their site. Yep. Uh, they have the zip lining, the skywalk bridges. They have uh, the obstacles out in the lake where you can go out and they give you a, what do you want to call it? Um, help me out here. You get in a boat, you got to have a vest, life vest. Oh. Uh, so they give you a life vest to I wear. I wasn't sure what you were doing. I know. I was rubbing, trying to. You were rubbing your chest, <laughs> kind of like you just nared your chest. Yeah. Now now it's kind of sore because they're coming back. I was trying to get that indigestion. Um, but no, I was well, just trying really, to think. Really and I was thinking, I know, but I was trying to think of a, what the word was. And so I thought, well, if I kind of go across my chest, maybe he'll catch on. Safety. safety. Yeah. Just say safety. And there you go. So they give you those to go out there in the water play. You know, they got the huge slides and stuff like that. Really awesome place. So uh, if you're not really into water, uh, they have uh, plenty of hiking trails. The Noodleberg Trails uh, offer a glimpse back at coal mines and the ghost towns. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's your favorite, right? Absolutely. And these, the Noodleberg, I always called them Noodleberg. I don't know why, but <laughs> that's probably my favorite area. And a couple of those trails, you really need to be in good shape if you're going to walk some of those. I'm sure they're called whatever about fifty right. fifty every day. <laughs> yep. Because that one, I believe there's like 950, 980 steps that you got to go down to get right. to the, the bottom. And that's, you would think that'd be fairly easy, but even going down that many steps, it's very taxing on the legs. And then to turn around and walk back up, I got to make a couple stops. I'm not going to yeah. lie, you know, <laughs> that'll get you winded real quick. Yeah, I love walking though. Canyon River, it offers some scenic views and tons of historic info about the area. Uh, we highly recommend starting here early morning and catching the sunrise. Really, really cool. I mean, there's a lot of good places right. for views there. Um, but I think Canyon Room is probably the most utilized of all the visitor centers because it's right there next to the to the bridge. Right, and I've been there a couple times. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, I, I would love to count the different states. Uh, on the license plates of cars in that lot because uh, I've seen Alaska. Alaskan people were coming down to West Virginia to see the New River Gorge. And that was way before it was a national park. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. The last time I was there, I do recall, we counted 18 different states the day we were there. I want to say that there was more than that when I was there last, but I got to I gotta take, take note of that. Um, 
the, one of the neat things about the new river is the sandstone falls. Yes. And it's because, I mean, there's a ton of rivers that have little waterfalls here and there, but uh, sandstone falls is the entire width of the river. And I, I don't mean it's really, you know, it's not a narrow river. Okay? Right. It's 1,500 feet wide. That's incredible. That is a huge waterfall, even if it is, what, I think 20 15 or 20 feet. Right. It's, it's not the deep or the, the highest waterfall you're ever going to see in your life. That's sure. for sure. But it's probably going to be one of the widest that you see in a long time. Yeah, with the exception of Niagara right. Falls. Um, <clears throat> Glade Creek Trail, it's uh, almost six miles of a trail. Features swimming holes at different depths. Be careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, waterfalls and catch and release trout streams. I don't do those places where you do the pay ponds. Right. You do. I do. I, I love them. No, no, no. There's plenty of places in West Virginia to go where you know someone that's got a place. Well, like I said, I mean, this one here is, I mean, it's public ground. You just got thrown back. You yeah. can't keep them. But you, you know. don't have, like Jerry said earlier, you don't have to pay to get in. Right. Right. So, uh, all right. Let's, so let's talk about the New River Gorge Bridge. Okay. Definitely the biggest I, attraction. Yeah. For the gorge. Yes. And I've heard people say that it's. The most iconic site in the state. You agree with that? You know, it, it's pretty darn close. I mean, it was. It was on a quarter. I was going to say it's what we picked to go on our quarter. You know, so I mean, and that's that's saying something. I mean, there's a few places in our state that you can show someone a picture of it, and they're like, "Yeah, I know that place." The the, the West Virginia Capitol is probably one. Yeah, but everybody's uh, got that. Pusker Stadium, especially when they do the blue and yellow right. uh, zones. And then uh, maybe Harper's Ferry. But I would, I'd be willing to even go as far as saying Seneca Rocks. Seneca Rocks, Because probably. that is a, a very well-known hiking area. Yeah, plus it's a distinct shape. Yes. It, you can't confuse that with something else. But, uh, yeah, so arguably the most iconic spot in our state. Uh, built... 45, well, it was opened 45 years ago in 77. Right. Now, back then it cost $37 million, which in today's dollars is about $160 million. I thought one of the neatest things about when they put this bridge together is they used a very special steel. So the bridge doesn't have to get painted like a lot of metals do to I keep from rusting. That. I didn't know if it was red paint or if that was just the No, that's color. the natural steel. The, whatever steel it was, it, they picked it because it was supposed to be uh, a very cost-efficient uh, way of putting the bridges up. Because like I said, they never have to paint it. It doesn't rust out. How much does this bridge weigh? Take a guess. Mm, I don't know. Let's say $10 million. Uh, it, it is 88 million pounds. Holy crap. <laughs> I guarantee you one thing. If you're floating underneath of it, you better be praying to God that it doesn't fall. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs> that thing is huge. It used to be, I mean, for a quarter of a century, it was the longest single span bridge in the world. Now it's like fifth. The Chinese. Right. I know. One. They do that. And but you know what? I have a feeling that our bridge is going to be staying away before the Chinese one <laughs> goes under. But it is the second largest in the Western Hemisphere. Yes. Uh, this bridge is almost 900 feet high. It's 876, yeah. and it's 3,030 feet long. Now, in October, they have a thing called Bridge Day. Now, don't expect to drive across the bridge that day. It is closed to vehicular traffic. There's a there's a reason why that's right, and I'm getting to that right now. <laughs> so the first one was 1980, and 
a 20 couple or 30,000 people showed up. Now, 100,000 people show up. And with the two-year cancellation because of COVID, we may see more than that. I, I would reckon we will. I think it'll be a very big deal this year. Yeah. So the first bridge day, they had some parachutists, but it was only seven. Now it's well over 800, and I'm sure that number is going to continue to grow. Uh, to answer people's questions, can you bungee jump? No. Not you anymore. You used to. Yeah. Uh, they cut that out in the early 90s. I wish they wouldn't. I, I, I thought that was one of the neater things was the bungee jumping. Well, I remember it was early 90s. There was a commercial, and I th- want to say it was either Chevy or GMC, their smaller pickup. It was either the uh, S10 or the S15 or whatever, Sonoma. And they had a, no, it was the Chevy Blazer okay, or the GMC Jimmy. But anyway, they drove it off the edge of the bridge in the middle, and there was a bungee cord attached to it, and it, it panned away, and you could see it hanging about 300 feet below, <laughs> which that still means it's well over 500 feet above the ground. Right. I don't know why they uh, did that or how they got it up back on the bridge or they just cut it loose. Let's cut our losses and just go ahead and let it go. I don't know. But uh, they did that commercial right before they banned the bungee jump. So one more thing you can do on bridge day, Jerry. I mean, they have bands and they have food and all this live entertainment and stuff along with watching people, right. You know, base jump. Um, they also have a walking tour under the bridge and I want to say it's seventy five. It's I know it's a little pricey. It's either sixty or seventy five dollars per person, right? To go underneath, there is a little catwalk under this bridge that's I don't know eight fifty eight hundred fifty feet above the ground. Yeah, and it's only two feet wide. Right. You you have to harness in. They, yes. That's a requirement when you go on that. Yeah, so uh, you're 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 tethered. You're safe. It might not feel like it, especially if you're afraid of heights. I am one of those people. When I went to Canyon Rim, I got within 20 feet of the rail, and that's as close as I would get. Knee started to shake a little bit. It's more than knee. It's stomach <laughs> and head, and yeah, it's not good. That bridge tour underneath is open year, I think, not year-round. I don't think you can do it in the wintertime, but most of the spring, summertime, and fall, you can do that. But bridge day is the only day that you can walk across the bridge. Yeah, and like, and that's because no cars allowed. Right, a hundred thousand people on an eighty-eight million pound bridge. That's that's <laughs> incredible. I mean, it really is. It's incredible. It's incredible when you look at that bridge, that single arch. Mm-hmm. Just envisioning how complicated it was to even get the steel from one side to the other. And, and prop it in place so that it wasn't falling or tilting or just amazes me. I mean, it's an engineering marvel. That's yeah. right. You're, you're big time if you're on one of the uh, U.S. quarters. Okay, so if, if you're not into base jumping or whitewater rafting, if you're not big into water, how about rock climbing? Yes. Okay. Now, rock climbing. You, said, you mentioned Seneca Rocks earlier. How many trails or places to climb do they have? Well, as far as rock climbing goes, I don't know. I don't know that they actually have sanctioned climbing yeah, I areas. Got you. Okay. I think people climb it, but they kind of free climb on their own. And I saw a map a couple of years ago. I want to say there's like a dozen. Is there? Okay. Okay. So in the New River Gorge, there are over 1,500 established routes 
<laughs> That's incredible. 1,500. 1,500. Climbs are available for beginners, that's me, all the way up to advanced, and they're found throughout the park. Uh, the Nuttall Sandstone Cliffs are known across the country for their quality, allowing for traditional and sports climbing styles. Yeah, I mean, the, the sandstone's one of the hardest rocks, hardest sandstones in the world. So there's not, in some areas where there's rock climbing that goes on, the, the rock is softer. And so with right. erosion and everything else over time, it changes. That's not the case here because that sandstone is so hard. There's very little change over the course of time. And so a lot of these places, really, most of them are probably for people of the medium to high skill levels because yeah. of the way the rock is. There is a couple of spots, though, that you, if you're a beginner, then you can have some fun, but you're just not going to find as many spots. <laughs> I'm not even considered a beginner because <laughs> you have to begin to be one, and I'm not going to do that. I would make more of a repeller than a climber. I would fall. Well, like I said, that's repelling in my book. It would be a really fast <laughs> repel. So, uh, the oh, as Jerry mentioned, repelling, you know, the Ram's Head on Beauty Mountain is a favorite location. 130 feet tall, overhanging cliff to repel down while taking in the view of the gorge and rafters on the river. How far below? A thousand feet below. Yikes. Uh, That'll what, get your stomach churning. Yeah, big time. So the new river. What many consider the best rafting on the East Coast, level two to five rapids. The upper half, good for beginners, and lower half for thrill seekers. Yeah. You know, it's funny. This river produces, like you were saying, the four and five. Mm -hmm. A lot of people compare this river to the ones out west where you get the really, really dangerous rapids. You know what I mean? Honestly, you don't see these kind of rapids typically on the East Coast. They're a whole nother level, and usually you're having to go out West to, to have an opportunity to, to ride them. Right, right. So uh, throughout the park, there are several visitor centers. We mentioned Canyon Rim, uh, Grandview, Sandstone, and how about Thurmond? Okay. The old historic district. Okay. Now, if you've ever seen the movie Mate One, okay, it was about uh, coal miners uprising against management. I I'll tell you, people have no idea, unless you grew up in a family of coal miners, which I, I didn't, but I know people who did. Right. You didn't get paid money, okay? They paid them in something called scrip, okay? Not script with a T at the end, scrip. And it was money that you could only use at the coal mining store. Okay. So, okay, well, what's wrong with that? Well, how about this? Like you spent a fairly large chunk of your check on little things like a lamp, you know, it was almost your entire paycheck. The company controlled what you were going to be able to get. Yeah. So they really oppressed workers and they got tired of it and they, they uprose the, the Battle of Blair Mountain is one instance, and uh, those miners, they wore red scarfs or bandanas around yes. their necks, and that's how redneck became a thing. It's not farmers with suntan or sunburnt necks, no. And it wasn't from the West. You would no. think that that would have came from out West, the sure. wild, wild West, but no, you're right. It started here. Yep. So Mate One was a movie about the Mate One mining massacre. These people were kicked out of their homes because... The coal company owned the homes, too. Mm -hmm. So not only did they 
you know, provide you with what you needed uh, at a, I mean, astronomical rate with money that only is good for them. Uh, they also provided housing and they booted them out because they went on strike. So these miners and their families were camped out on, along a hillside that were that was along the tracks, railroad tracks. Well, the mining company sent in a railroad set of railroad cars that had parent and guards, and they just started shooting at. Them. Yep, they killed a lot. So ultimately, it came down to a showdown um, in the city of Mate or the town of Mate One. Um, it was the uh, the coal the coal executives and uh, Hatfield was a sheriff, I think. I'm not positive on it's that. It's been a long time yeah. since I said, uh, James Earl Jones was in this, and it's been so long since. But it was really good. But anyway, the town of Matewan in the movie, uh, when they were filming the actual showdown at the end, that wasn't Matewan. That was Thurman. Okay, Thurman looks like a regular town. A lot of three-story buildings mm-hmm. along a main street, and then the railroad tracks right through the middle of town. But it's a ghost town. <laughs> it's pretty much abandoned. <laughs> there is nothing there. But now that it's become part of a national park, national dollars will help keep it up. Yes. Um, you can go visit this thing. It's an actual... I mean, there are people who live there. Right. There's just a handful. It's West Virginia's smallest city. Now, I'll call it a city <laughs> because they have a mayor, and there are a total of five residents. Five. So you got the mayor, the secretary, the treasurer, the vice president. What, what's the fifth guy? Uh, vice president? Did you already say I that? said vice president. Pre- mayor? Oh, would be uh, lieutenant mayor. There you go, lieutenant yeah. mayor. Yes. <laughs> so all, all five of them will have an active role in the city council. Well, one of them's got to be a cop. So. <laughs> Sanitation <laughs> officer. And, yeah, they wear many hats, each one of them. So uh, it, it's a historic railroad town. Recaptures days of the steel rail, steam, and coal is the driving force of our nation. So much coal went through yeah. Thurman. Uh, more than Cincinnati or any other of the, of the Richmond, any of the southern cities uh, didn't come close to what Thurman had. And if you think about it, people just when they when they hear coal, they think, uh, well, you burn it to you know to heat your house or right. whatever. No, no, no. This helped fuel the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. You cannot make steel without coal, and. Uh, well, the U.S. Navy, the, most of the ships were at that time were ran off of coal. Right, right. But like, uh, you know, when, when I mean, Pittsburgh's famous for steel. Mm-hmm. They had to have West Virginia coal to help make that steel. So mm-hmm. it's more than just something to heat with or to produce electricity. It also made steel. Uh, Nuttleburg, as Jerry said, I call it Noodleburg. Remains uh, of a mining town with uh, great significance in the area. There's still a coal tipple there and a conveyor. Coke ovens was that's Coke is what they made uh, out of coal to help make steel. Uh, Coke ovens and uh, some other buildings you are mean still it, standing. When you say Coke ovens, you're not talking like the Coca Cola factory. No, making nor, a soda or drugs. Nor, I was to say nor any other kind of Coke <laughs> for that matter. No. Uh, Hamlet, uh, Pier on Glade Creek Bridge was the site of a lumber mill and what is left of logging towns. I think, what did I tell you? There's 60 ghost towns yeah, in, was, in the park. Uh, there was a boatload. Uh, Royal, it's, it's almost completely giving away to the woods. You know, nature, it, it conquers eventually. Uh, but, uh, Royal was a town that was there, 
for the first coal mining company in, in the county, yep. which is Raleigh. Um, Sandstone School, it's a lo- it, was, it was a local school for students back in the 20s all the way up till 94, but it's still there. Yeah, I think, as a matter of fact, I think they use it like as a museum or something now for visitors when they come in. I think they have some historical stuff in there you can go and see. That's pretty cool. I'd like to check that out. I like those old schools. Mm-hmm. The I, Trump- went, I went to school in a very old school. I was one of the... One of the few of the last remaining there uh, in my city. That thing was built they, in the 1800s, man. 1880s. <laughs> they, before they moved to a new facility. Mine wasn't nearly that old. <laughs> Not even close. Uh, the Trump Lily Farm and the uh, Richmond Hamilton Farm. Uh, there are substance farms that show what life was like for early settlers. And I like going to places like that. I really do. Anytime you get... The uh, the old designs and the original setups for the homes, just to walk through them and see how small a lot of these actually were and what people had to deal with on a day-to-day basis gives me a greater appreciation for what we have now. Well, I wouldn't mind watching them do it, but I'm not jumping right. in to help. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. I, my, <laughs> I don't have that much elbow grease to go around. Like I say, it just gives you a great appreciation for where we are today. Yes. I mean, those people, when they... There wasn't downtime. There wasn't watching TV. There wasn't playing video games, all that good stuff that we do now, sitting in air conditioning and heating. Right. They woke up. They went to work. They came home, and they kept working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because they needed food. They had to tend their gardens. Well, a lot of people, they, that they was needed clothes. Work. The wives were sewing all day. Yeah, a lot of people, that was their work. Yep. Uh, and then the town of Prince, there's an Amtrak depot there that is still in service. That's amazing to me because this thing is old. Uh, 1946 is when it was established. Nice. And the way I understand it, I think it was Chicago. You can ride the Cardinal from Chicago down to the New River Gorge. Right. You don't have to drive. You can take a train ride from some major metropolitan areas and, and come and visit this national park. Right, right. So uh, they also offer some unique insight to African-American heritage, too. Uh, for, for you know those who are interested, you go to these visitor centers and you tell them what you are looking for. They will give you a CD to pop in your car stereo and then... It'll guide you around to 17 different historic sites in four different counties. Yeah, I mean, that it's going to cover a large amount of territory. And to be quite honest with you, there's a lot of really famous names that come across uh, in, in those tours that uh, I think a lot of people be interested to find out about. Right, right. Um, it, something we didn't touch base on, a lot of endangered or critically endangered species living in the gorge which also uh makes it great that it's a national park now and uh of these things the most terrifying for me is the hellbender those little things yeah little (laughs) huge yeah hellbender is a real thing it is a uh, it's the third largest salamander in the world uh and the largest in this hemisphere, because the other two are found in uh, Asian countries. Yes, uh, this thing is massive. Now it is harmless, but it doesn't look harmless. It will scare the crap out of you These if you're not ready. Are, what three feet? Yeah, three feet long. Um, but you probably won't see them because they live under rocks. Mm-hmm. And you go to New River Gorge, and there's plenty of those. So, uh, 
So when you get to New River Gorge, of course you're going to be hungry eventually. So right. we love to go to certain places down that way, uh, most notably Pinheads down that way, the Lost Paddle, and it's in Oak Hill, which is in Fayette County. Right. Uh, Smokey's Barbecue, uh, El Rio, that's also in Oak Hill, and Country Thai. So they have everything. A little, a little of everything there. Pies and pints. Now that everyone knows pies and pints. That right there is the place to yes. go. That's yeah. my favorite by far. Yep, and that's in Fayetteville. Uh also in Fayetteville we have uh, two others, Secret Sandwich Society. It hey. sounds really neat. Well, I'll tell you what, that one right there, believe it or not, it is delicious, but it's probably one of the most popular to visitors. A lot of people that come in hit that spot up. So if you come to visit New River Gorge, join you that, know join sounds, join the list of people that have stopped in to eat at this sandwich shop. It sounds like a place that I know at uh, Blackwater Falls, which we'll cover in another podcast. Actually, two two different places: Hellbender Burritos. We were just yes, talking about Hellbenders, yes. and the other one's Big John's. Yeah. But uh, the 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 last one in Fayetteville. Uh, don't get any. Funny ideas, okay? It's it's <laughs> it's G rated. It's called Wonderlust Creative Foods <laughs> and, and Southeast uh, Southeast Asian. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this area really has a little bit of everything. So if you're kind of picky about what you eat, or mm-hmm. you have certain styles that you're into, they pretty much will have a spot that'll have you covered. Right, right. You're not going to be for a lack of choices. Right. So uh, places stay, of course. You know, if you have to stay at a chain, you got Fayetteville and Beckley down the road. Tons of hotels Hinton, and motels. Sure. They're all over the place. But if you're looking for some place unique and, and kind of like quintessential for the area, how about the Morris Harvey House? It's a historic B&B. Yes. Built in 1902. It's a Queen Anne-style house. Has the original oak fireplace. Yes. With Italian tile. Uh, they have it's a, only two minutes walk to uh, the historic uh, Fayette Theater and three miles from the Canyon Rim Visitor Center. And, and it's a place that, yeah, it's three miles walk, but you want to do it because it is awesome, you know. And this place, this is a bed of breakfast. It's, it's beautiful. They got this huge wraparound porch that you can sit out on. Uh, the breakfast that they serve is gourmet. Just really the antiques. I, I, I love looking at the antiques that are spread out uh, inside this house. It's it's really, to me, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Hey, you're getting fancy. You didn't call it gourmet. <laughs> it's gourmet. Uh, also, they have riverfront property in the New River Gorge National Park. Uh, great overall location, close to everything. Yeah. If you feel like roughing it, uh, they also have Barry's Campground. Um, tents, RVs, camping is right next to the river, once again, if you feel like roughing it. And then Adventures on the Gorge, uh, 116 different cabins. It's more of a rustic stay, um, but well, they, it's not. It's got a rustic look. Yeah. I was going to say. It's all modern. You know, some of their amenities. some of their cabins have hot tubs and stuff like that right outside right, right, of right. them. It's got the rustic look, but... That's what they're going for. Yeah. But they have the modern amenities inside. I, I would say them along with Ace are probably your two biggest. Sure, sure. Yeah, Adventures on the Gorge. They also have campsites, and uh, there's several restaurants there, so you can't go wrong. Now. I, I think they have a Shoney's. Shoney's? Yeah, I think one of them's got a Shoney's down there. All right. 
I haven't been to a Shoney's for a I long know. time, man. After I said that, I was like, holy crap, Shoney's. Yeah. I love them. But I, like I said, I haven't eaten at one in forever. Well, uh, I'm sure that the uh, buffet was shut down for the past two years. Yeah. Hopefully, it's coming back. It better. Hopefully. If you don't know Shoney's people, Shoney's is a West Virginia-based chain. Uh, it's not headquartered here anymore, but this is where it started. So, just like Tudor's. And there's a Tudor's down there. Everyone knows Tudor's Biscuit World and Gino's Spaghetti. And if you pull it up online, I bet you it's got a rating of like a 4.9 probably for Tudor's Biscuit World. Yeah, I'm sure. Yep, it's quintessential West Virginian. (laughs) Now, if 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 the New River Gorge didn't offer enough, okay, so you got the the bridge and you got the parachuting and you have rock climbing and zip zip lining and mountain biking, hiking, rafting, all this stuff. There's also a, 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 another way to get a unique perspective on the gorge. And what is that? You can fly. That's right. It's an air tour of the park. Wild Blue Adventure Company offering flights in. This is the neat thing, but it's also kind of scary yes. to think about it. <laughs> in a World War II biplane. I thought, yeah. they were, I thought they were World War One. Nope, this was World War Two. Wow. Okay, so it was a little better built, probably. You know, it, it was it was built more than a decade after it's not flight made, was you know started. You it's know. not made with wooden wings. Uh, no, well, thank God for that. Uh, but you can also opt for an acrobatic thrill tour. Yeah, so I mean, you can. I don't. I'm you not can doing go that. out. No, in this in this plane, and and if you want, they'll do it smooth and straight. And fly you over the gorge and fly you over the park area and all that stuff. But if you want a little bit of excitement to added to it, which I think being in a biplane from World War II is pretty exciting in itself. But if you need more, they will do the, the what do you call them, barrel rolls and, and whatever else you ask for. They will actually do that. Uh, in my well, case, if they did that, they would be cleaning up probably the outside and the inside of the plane. Yeah, but th- there's no... I would no, lose my stomach. There's no glass over it, Like right? I said, they'd be cleaning up the outside of the plane. <laughs> well, it's going to be traveling about, yeah. you know, a couple thousand feet down to the rafters. Thank God they're surrounded by water. Right. Uh, almost heaven helicopter tours. Now, this is probably more up my alley. Almost heaven helicopter tours. They fly in... Oh, man. Yes. Go ahead, James. This is your... your. I didn't, I didn't catch the year of this thing. <laughs> they fly in a 1959 Bell 47G2 bubble canopy, three people at a time. No, that's, so that's something like right out of MASH, right? Exactly. That's the exact same helicopter from MASH. Uh, yeah. So you have, with the bubble canopy, which I think is... These are all really cool to me to fly in things that were used way back then, but... It's all glass, so you don't have a bad seat. Everybody's got a window view. You'd have in a this great helicopter. seat if the ancient helicopter you're in decides to stop working. Now, if if you realize too, wow, look how fast we're going. If you think back down. to Mash, okay, yes. and this style helicopter, there are no doors. Right. So you're in this. You're you're inside a bubble glass, but there's no doors to it. You're just fastened into your seat. I uh, no, that's. So you're definitely, if you're going to do either one, whether it's the plane or the helicopter, make sure that you are somebody who truly enjoys living on the edge. I'm surprised they don't have hot air ballooning down there. 
Well, they might, since we mentioned it now. Somebody will think, hey, that's not a bad idea. Hey, we can't dig up all this stuff, man. I'd say 80% of the stuff we knew already. Right. We just had to, you know, top some loose ends. But uh, I honestly didn't know anything about the flying tours. Right before we started recording this. this, Jerry started telling me about it. I said, ah, just, just save it. <laughs> save it for the podcast. It was a big surprise for me. Yeah, so uh, a 59 helicopter or a World War II biplane, your choice. Uh, if you're a thrill seeker, this is... Definitely. Yeah, this is on, uh, you know, 10. Yes. Out of uh, 10. Well, I think if you're a thrill seeker, this whole park in general is a 10 because of the fact that it's got such, I don't know, kind of X game style activities to do. Right. The rock climbing, the rappelling. Yep. Everything's kind of designed for the adventure hearted. Right. So, I mean, it's not that far from a lot of places. I mean, it's definitely an overnight destination for a lot. But, uh, hey, people down in Tennessee, we've been down to your Clingman's Dome and Dollywood. You come on up and see New River Gorge. Same with you, North Carolina. We've been to Virginia. Mount, we've been to Mount Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Come on up. You know, Virginia, too. Roanoke's not that far away. D.C.'s not that mm-hmm. far. Richmond and the like. Cincinnati, Ohio. Hey, Chicago. We've been you to have a Reds no excuse. Game. Hey, we've been to a Reds game over yeah. in Cincinnati and, and uh, Kings Island. You come over and, and spend some time with us, too. Well, like I say, even the people of Chicago, the good people of Chicago have no excuse for not coming down because you don't even have to drive. Yeah, Lori Lightfoot, come down here, mayor of Chicago, and come see the New River Gorge. Hop on the train, ride it down. Biden's hoping that you will. That he's pumping a lot of money into the Amtrak. So, I love Amtrak. Yeah, I do, too. But they're pumping a lot of money, so they're going to be renovating a lot of their cars. And that's not going to be a bad ride. I rode the Amtrak from my place of residence uh-huh. to Orlando once. Did you really? 20 and a half hours. Wow. But it didn't feel like it. I, now, now, quick story. Go ahead. Uh, we got on the train right right before 2 p.m. Uh, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. We arrive in Orlando at 1030 in the morning. Okay. We get off and <clears throat> I'm trying to find my, my wife and kids. And here comes a news crew, and they stick a microphone right in my face with a camera. Hi, did, could you tell us why you chose Amtrak this holiday season? And I just, I haven't showered yet. I haven't been to bed, really. I mean, I'm sleeping in a coach chair for you know, <laughs> eight hours. And I had a, I swear, hadn't brushed my teeth, hadn't brushed my hair. But I have a... West Virginia sweatshirt. Beautiful. On. You represented our state well. Because because the day that we got on the train, it was 22, I think, degrees out. When we got off that morning, it was 77 out. So I was I was out of place. <laughs> so people at noon are watching this, and they're like, look at this clown. <laughs> There's another West Virginia idiot typical, right there. <laughs> typical West Virginian. But they had no idea why it was like that, you know? So, And, of course, my short answer yeah. was... Uh, we tried booking a flight six months in advance and we couldn't, they were all booked. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't want to drive that far. It's too far. It's right. Well, 16 hours. And if, if you get a chance, honestly, if you're going to ride the Amtrak, you're going to go distance. I highly recommend that you get your own room, get a birth car because they are nice. They really are. Now for people who don't know what a birth car is, it's not B I R T H. It's B E R T H. Get a birth car. It's uh, very private and yep. very more. It's so much more comfortable. Do it. 
Spend the extra dough. And speaking of spending dough, come to the New River Gorge National Park and Preserve and throw those dollars at uh, you know Fayetteville and Beckley and Hinton and yeah. all the cities around this 52-mile river park uh, that's 73,000 acres. You're never going to see it all. Mm-mm. Just come spend a few days, and, and it'll be well worth it. And, yeah, I mean, that's the amount of pictures that you will be able to go back home with, you're never – I mean, it's, it's going to be mind-blowing because every time you turn around – you seem like you get a whole nother view of something that you just never have seen before. Yep. You know, it's just, just, it takes your breath away. It almost pulls you out of reality, even though it is real. Come for the bridge, stay for everything else. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it, it, like us, like we said earlier, arguably the most iconic spot in our state. So that's going to do it for our New River Gorge uh, episode of West Virginia Talk. Uh, and before we go, I'd like to uh, thank our newest country for downloading us during our Black History Month series. Hope everyone enjoyed that. Um, uh, Indonesia. How about Indonesia joining the family? That's awesome. It is. So uh, hope you enjoyed this episode of the New River Gorge. So, I'm James. I'm Jerry. Thanks for listening to West Virginia Talk, a J&J production.